Welcome to Recovery at Pal. My name is Kelly, and I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I breathe by God's grace. We believe that God allows us to call out to Him just as we are, and that we are worthy of the love and the help of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. No matter what's holding you down, such as grief and loss, addiction, codependency, sexual integrity, or your loved one who suffers from addiction, we are all recovering from something. We recover with Jesus, the 12 steps, and we recover together as a community. You can find our recovery page at palchurch.com. Click on the recovery link to find out more about us. Visit with us Thursdays for a free meal, worship, and small groups. In the meantime, please take a deep breath, invite Jesus to sit with you, and enjoy this message of hope that follows. Crystal's going to come up, and I'm going to um, put her in place. Let's see. I think this is good, don't you? Okay. So this is Crystal. She is, I know, we're so excited to hear her testimony. Y'all give her your full attention and just be whispering Holy Spirit things over her the whole time. Amen. Hello, everybody. I'm Crystal. I'm a grateful recovering addict and alcoholic. Um, a bit nervous, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> um, I was born in a small town, um, Elizabeth in Tennessee, 41 years ago. Um, my dad was 25 years old. My mom was 18 years old. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about my childhood, um, sadly. Um, I just remember having to grow up really quick. Um, let's see, I can always remember my dad working hard, um, he tried to raise us on a dairy farm for as long as he could, you know, but uh, things just got tough there. Um, him and mom, they just they couldn't get it together, you know. Um, my dad was an alcoholic. Um, my mom was a drug addict. Um, some would say I was a product of my environment, but I chose not to be that way. Um, let's see, going to school, I made really good grades. Let's see, all the way up until, let's see, probably 10th grade, and that's the first time I, I tried, you know, drugs or alcohol. Um, I can just remember things going down really quick. Um, my mom lost custody of us in and out for several years. Um, I'll back up a little bit. Um, so when I was younger, my brothers got sent off at a very young age. One brother got sent off um, because he was unruly. So my mom took him and, and gave him away. Um, I was the only one that stayed. I never understood that. I still don't understand that today. Um, 14 years later, like I'm, I'm 14 years old, my mom has my little brother, Charlie. And uh, then a year later, she has Dylan. Um, I don't remember spending much time with them because addiction took that away from us, too. Um, I got with my first husband when I was 15 years old. Um, he basically raised me, if that's saying anything. He got a job at a very early age. You know, I can remember um, him paying the light bill once because mom was going off on a binge and uh, the lights got turned off and... Uh, I had my brothers there with me, the two baby brothers I was talking about. I was in high school that year, and um, I missed 75 days of school that year. And so they got curious at school, right? I'm like, oh, gosh. So 
here goes my brothers. They came and they took my brothers away and out of the home for good. You know, um, mom went through, I don't know how many programs. She, she tried to get sober for a very long time. Um, she just couldn't get it together. She'd get sober for a moment, then she'd lose it. And there goes us kids during all of that, right? So amongst all this, you know, um, me and my first husband, we had it together for a little bit, right? Until we didn't. Um, so we just started, you know, getting into stuff, drinking, drugging. And uh, I had my first kid with him when I was 21 years old. Um, and then I had another two years later. Um, during all that time, that's when stuff got heavy for me. Um, I lost custody of my kids. I did exactly what my mom did, right? I always swore I didn't want to do that. And mom, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Um, I still love you. But, um, you know, I turned out to be exactly that. But what I found out later on was that my mom was just as sick as I am today, standing here, right? I didn't understand all those things. Um, for a long time, I was resentful. But today, I, I do understand those things. Um, so jails and institutions, I, I've had my share. <laughs> um, I've spent probably seven or eight years of my life in jail. Um, been in and out of, you know, nut houses, if you want to call them, whatever you want to call them. But uh, I was definitely there. You know, I just could not get it together. I could not do it for my kids. I could not do it for my mom. I could not do it for my dad. I could not do it for anybody, right? So I go through and I, I lost my kids the first time. Um, I lost my husband. I have a second marriage. Um, so I didn't do drugs for a minute because that family, they weren't interested in drugs, right? And I was the outcast. So I was like, okay, I'll just drink like everybody else does, right? So then I turned into a sappy alcoholic, which nobody ever wanted to drink around me because I drank to get drunk, blacked out, right? It was never fun. So um, mind you, here goes the second marriage. <laughs> and um, I had another little girl in the midst of that marriage and I lost her too, right? So um, here I go off on a bench, not married, you know, living it up, so I thought, no kids, you know, my life went downhill so quick, guys, um, it was just terrible, I got mixed up with the wrong people, um, I was always looking over my shoulders, I didn't know, you know, who was out to get me all the time, because I was, you know, I did people wrong every which way I went, I didn't have any family anymore, I didn't have any stability in my life at all, um, Let's see, uh, so um, two and a half years ago, um, actually in 2018, um, I'd had enough, you know, I, I knew I was like, well, you know, I don't really want to be in jail. I, this is not for me, like, I'm so sick of this, right? So <laughs> maybe I can do something different. And um, I always believed in God, right? I. I have family that are preachers. I have family that are gospel singers, you know, and 
I'd been introduced to church some, but man, I just couldn't get it um, with somebody else. I had to find it myself. Um, so in 2018, that seed was planted, and um, I found jailhouse religion. I don't care what nobody says. I found it, and I kept it, okay? And um, so I came to Knoxville in 2018. You know, I said, I have to get far away from my county. I have to get far away. I'm never going to get better. I don't have anything here but a bad memory anyway. So let's do this. And um, I asked God to put somebody in my life. You know, I said, I said, Lord, I know how to live wrong. You know that. I know how to manipulate, steal, lie, cheat. You know, I know how to do all the bad things in life, but I've never been showed how to live right. You know, I'm like, please help me. You know, I don't have anybody. I didn't have that stable home. You know, I didn't have the streets raised me, um, as my kids call it, the streets. <laughs> they raised me, which is not a good thing. Um, you know, but uh, so he introduced me to um, the Eagle's Nest. Kathy Benson and all the staff there. Um, I came there in 2018 and I came in sideways. I fought tooth and nail. I knew everything. I didn't need to know anything else. And that's just the way it was, right? <laughs> and uh, so I ended up leaving. I ended up leaving probably six months, six months into the program, but the seed was already planted, right? So, um, I went and got high for a couple more years. I took recovery into the dope houses and into the bars, wherever I went. I was like, there you go, you know, and they're like, you need to get out of here. Like, this is not what we're trying to hear today, right? And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, a couple more years. Um, oh yeah, guys, my dad passed in um, 2016. My dad is a big big, big part of my life. Um, he's my rock, right? And um, I was in jail, of course, when he passed in 2016. And uh, I remember telling him, I'm like, Dad, I was like, he couldn't even breathe to tell me. I was like, Dad, I'm getting out. I'm getting out right now, and I'm going to get to love on you. And uh, he said, I hope so, you know. And um he said, all I want you to do, he called me Mag. That was his nickname for me, Mag. Mag, all I want you to do is get sober and be a mom to those kids. You know, you've got too much of me in you. He said, you can do it, honey. And that was his dying wishes, little did I know. Um, that was the last time I spoke to my dad because I didn't make it out of jail. Um, they let me out. I probably smoked a pack of cigarettes waiting on my ride to get there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, where are they at? You know, 45 minutes goes by and, uh, the jailer comes back in and says, Crystal, you got to come back in here. I said, no, I do not. I'm getting out. You already told me my dad's waiting on me. Like, I don't know if he has another minute. And she's like, Crystal, honey, you, you got more charges. And if we let, we didn't see until... We about made a mistake. That was on a Monday. Um, you talking about resentful because that Thursday, 
I got pulled into this, into a room by the chaplain. And they told me my dad passed. Okay. So, you know, I I took that the way, the only way I knew to take it. You know, I hit the ground. I, I, I was, I hated life that moment because I wanted to blame it on everybody else, right? You didn't let me out. You're the reason I didn't get to see my dad. And I said this to the, all those people. But really, I was the reason I wasn't out with my dad. Really, I was the reason because I had did all those things that led me to that jail. Um, uh, so um, I did go to my dad's funeral. They let me out on a furlough, and that was the biggest mistake they ever done because I, I didn't go back. And um, I got the worst I'd ever got in my life. Um, I used that for a big excuse, right? Oh, my dad just died. Woe is friggin' me, you know? But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't take any of that back. I have, um, I have grown so much, you know, since, since that point. I, I used that little bit of, that's what got me going was that was my dad's last wish, right? So I'm going to back up a little bit more. I have a sister that died of drug addiction. Um, back in 2008, she um, OD'd, and that wasn't good enough. Um, nobody tried to call the ambulance for her. They smothered her with a pillow and finished killing her and um, set her outside by the dumpster, right? That didn't stop me. <laughs> um, you know, I have um, another brother. Um, he's dead now. Um, several years of drug use, his liver, his everything shut down in his body. He died um, because of drugs. That didn't stop me. Um, my dad dying didn't stop me. Like I said, nothing was going to stop me until I could, I had a relation, I had to get a relationship with God. Um, like I said, guys, in 2020, and I know I'm all over the place, but I'm going to get right down to the point um, because it, it, it has everything to do with God and nothing to do with me, right? Um, so in 2020, like I told you, I mean, I, I was on one. And I just got with some of the most, I've never met anybody like this in my life. And I thought I was in there, right? You know, and so I ended up taking off with several amounts of money and, um, the Lord stopped me right in my tracks. So on June the 9th of 2020, um, um, some DTF people busted me. That's the last day that I used. Um, they put me into a jail that absolutely scared me to death. They offered me 8 to 30 years and I had some time to think before I went to court, right? I said, oh my God, I don't want to die with my kids thinking this is all they know of me. My dad's last wish was for me to get sober, right? And remember, I told you, I believed in God, right? I didn't believe in God till this day. 
Um, the gift of desperation. That is what I found that day. Um, I hit my knees in that jail cell and I just prayed so hard. And I was like, Lord, you, you know my heart. You know what you're going to do. You know what my life is going to be. I, I don't, but I know it's not. It's meant for more than this, right? And I always felt that. I always felt I, I've always been a fighter. And I've always wanted something in life. I just didn't know how to get it, you know? And um, so I sat in that little cell for about four or more weeks or maybe even six. And um, I remember I was, I was fastened at my waist like a real prisoner, y'all. Like I'd never been treated this way in all my life. And my lawyer said, you ain't got a chance in, you know, I just, I don't know what to tell you. And I said, don't tell me I don't have a chance. I said, I got a God bigger than this jail. And I got a God bigger than, I just need you to stop right there. I was like, I know a lady. She will answer her phone. You'll just let me call her. And that's Kathy Benson. And he said, I don't think I can convince the judge, Crystal. You've just had too many trials. You've just had this. You've just had that. I said, again, I just got a feeling. I'm not going to be in here for 8 to 30 years. And I wasn't in there for 8 to 30 years. Um, as a matter of fact, um, it blowed the lawyer's mind. It blowed <laughs> um, everybody's mind around me. I got out and... Um, I went to the eagle's nest, and I did the deal, right? I remember writing in my journal. I looked at it the other day, Kelly, and um, I prayed for restoration, guys. I prayed because I've always loved my family. I've always loved my kids, no matter the addiction, right? You can't take that away. Um, I've always wanted to carry a message. I just didn't know what it was going to be. I love people, right? I love everybody, and I'm here to tell you that God is real. <laughs> he has changed my life. Um, I took that leap of faith, right? And I didn't even know what I was doing when I did it. So I started praying in that God book I'm telling you about. I didn't even know how to pray. I thought it had to be fancy, and I thought it had to be long, and I thought it had to be, you know, all these things, but I talked to him just like he's my big homie. I'm like, hey. You know what I need today. And sometimes I'm just like, Jesus, 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 right? Because sometimes I can't even pray. Um, he didn't tell me it was going to be easy. But he did tell me it was going to be worth it. Um, so I went through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. I built a network. I came here with nobody, and I have everybody today, right? Um, I have custody of my kids today. I have a new husband today, and um, I have a great job. Um, I go and I give back into uh, Centerpoint. I go in every Thursday, or every, is it Thursday? Yeah, I go on Thursdays, and I spread the message that way, too. Um, I know I only have a couple minutes left, but um, I have some pictures that I want to show you. Um, let's see the before. That was me 
the day that I got arrested, June the 9th, 2020, that's gone. Lost, right? <laughs> that is lost. Um, here's the next one. That's me shoving cake down my husband's face, and I absolutely loved it. It was great, right? So remember that restoration that I prayed for? Um, and here you go. That is all of my kids. Um, and that is us as a family, guys. Like I said, every day is not a bed of roses. Um, it's not. And some days I'm a bit of a mess, but it's not. Um, it's progress, not perfection, right? So I'm just going to end with this and let you guys know I'm so grateful to be here. And especially on Thanksgiving, you know, I love you guys, each and every one of y'all. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Crystal. You did amazing. Y'all give it up for Crystal one more time. <laughs> Crystal, tell us how much time you have now. I have two and a half years sober. Woo, two and a half years sober. Amen. Amen. We are grateful for you. As you journey into your next moment or your next 24 hours of recovery, know that you are worthy, loved, and welcome at Recovery at Powell any Thursday night from 5.45 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Check us out online at powellchurch.com and visit the recovery link for more information. Let's close with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever and the next. Amen. <laughs>